What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Mile Higher Podcast, episode 65. And today we're going to be doing more unexplained phenomena because we loved the last episode. You guys loved the last episode. It was just fun all around. So we found so many topics when we were researching for that one that we figured we got to make another one soon because there were so many that we wanted to talk about that we just ran out of time. So that's what we're going to be getting into today. Yes, yes. So many more interesting things to uncover. But we wanted to first talk about something very exciting that is coming this summer. And what is that, Kendall? The RTX Festival in Austin, Texas, July 5th through the 7th. Mile Higher Podcast will be there. Yes, we are doing our first live show, actually. Yes. At the RTX Podcast Festival, which will be on Sunday, July 7th. Again, this is Austin, Texas. Yes. Which, yeah, we're pumped to go there because we've never yeah. been to... I mean, we've been to Texas, but we've never actually I've never been, been to Texas. in Texas. Have you been to Texas? Yeah, but just driving through it or at the airport. Oh. So I've never really explored it. I've never it. even been there. But yeah, so yeah, we got invited and we're going to be doing our first live performance, yeah. which will be very interesting. We're a little nervous, but it's Definitely. a good challenge, I think. It'll yeah, be fun. It will be, be fun. fun. So come support us if you're able to. We'd yeah. love to see you there. Yeah, we'll put links for tickets and everything in the description um, or on the site so you guys can go and check that out. But yeah, if you feel like coming out and then supporting us, you'll have an opportunity to meet us because we'll be we'll be setting up like a little booth at the uh, convention. And yeah, you can come by and say hello. And yeah, just hang out with us yeah. for a bit. So come chill. super exciting stuff. But let's go ahead and jump into the stories for this week. We've got lots of very interesting things to cover today. So first things first, Scientology was in the news this past week because this is so weird. One of their ships got quarantined in St. Lucia because so, sorry, go ahead. So this is different than one of their like sea org ships though. This is not a sea org ship. Well, it is a sea org ship. I mean, it's just like the top class sea org ship. It's their biggest vessel they Elite have. Yeah. One that they have. Okay. This is the, it's a cruise ship, but it's, they call it a cruise ship versus like basically. A, yeah. Basically yeah. it's like 440 feet long. So it's really big. It's really fancy looking. And yeah, it's supposed to. So if you don't know about this ship, it's called Free Winds. And Scientology says that it's basically like a spiritual retreat center where the elite of Scientology get invited to go there once they reach a certain OT level, which if you watch your episode on Scientology, you might know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's just like a spiritual level in their system. It's operating Thetan level whatever. Yeah. And I, I don't remember how many levels it goes up, but it takes like eight's the highest eight, eight okay. OT level eight. So that's, but then they all break into like little groups as well. Like you're constantly working up. It yeah, takes it's a, a ranking long time. system. Yeah, it's a full mm-hmm. ranking system. Mm-hmm. So the church has said like the people that are on there, which there was like 300 people on there. And what happened was, is they were trying to dock in St. Lucia and they found out that somebody on board had measles. Which measles is a highly contagious yes, disease. It is. That's killed extremely. millions of people. Mm-hmm. It's extremely infectious. And yeah, it spreads very rapidly. So it could, yeah, potentially wipe out a lot of people very quickly if it's not, you know, quarantined and, and dealt with. So mm-hmm. pretty scary that, you know, measles has reemerged into the world. Actually, there's, yeah, I believe like 700 cases already in the US for it. Like, oh my gosh. And the reason for this is because of anti vaccination. You know, people that don't do that. And actually, I've heard science, some Scientologists are in that bucket of yeah. anti-vax. And- well, I think I don't know that much about Christian Church of Science, too. But I think they also believe that. I know Ellen DeGeneres was in that church when she was a kid and her parents didn't believe in medicine right. at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, that, yeah that they didn't right. believe in hospitals. 
Um, it's either them or there's another similar um, sort yeah. of denomination that believes and, that. You know, while we're on the topic, I just wanted to like say that I am not an anti-vaxxer. Um, no. I had... I had mentioned in one of the podcasts just like someone's quote about their child who was an anti-vaxxer and just said that it was interesting. I was just like pondering the idea of, you know. Well, I mean, I think it's okay to sit there and think about yeah, it. Yeah, but I wasn't planning on not vaccinating my children. So I just wanted to like make that clear. Well, it's like there's clear That's a massive that, problem. Yeah. Well, it's clear these vaccinations have been developed and been effective yeah. in ridding the world of these yeah. awful diseases that killed million, literally millions of people. Yeah. And if we don't create vaccinations then mm-hmm. we have the potential to unleash something even more deadly in the future like a virus or something like that so right you know obviously you want to do your research and make sure it is what it is but they are they do work so mm-hmm. some people have said maybe the reason why this happened is because somebody on board was anti-vax and then they got measles so yeah and and i mean i'm not at the same time i'm not trying to say that vaccine shouldn't be criticized or looked at because i think they might cause some problems but do you want to risk getting measles and dying? No. Right. And you're putting others at risk too. Well, that's the main thing, right? Is yeah. like, it's one thing if you choose not to do that for yourself and you live in complete isolation where I guess you're not, yeah. it, but who does Or if that? you choose not to do the flu one, like I don't get the flu, flu, I mean, a ton I of people sick don't every single time I do it. So, um, and I mean, and there's a lot of bad yeah. stuff in vaccines. There really are. So vaccines are a debate for sure. But I mean, I would vaccinate my, my kids for sure. Yeah. Measles is a I mean, if it's issue. proven to work and it, I'm vaccinated and I've never gotten anything, honestly, like mm-hmm. I've been vaccinated for everything on the planet and I've never been like sick with any sort of Yeah, I'm assuming major I have. Disease. I mean, my mom just would like take me to a doctor and be like, give her whatever she needs this year. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you do that with your kids, yeah. but I, a lot, I felt like a lot of kids like chicken pox. Have you ever gotten chicken pox? No. No? Oh, Mm-mm. me neither. Mm. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I don't think that many kids get that anymore. I like, no, never that's a that. horrible example. Like, yeah. Didn't your brother like, get that though? My brother's gotten, yeah, that's what's weird is my brother's gotten hit with all of the, you know, airborne diseases. I feel like interesting minor ones. Hmm, maybe your parents forgot to take him to the doctor. I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. No. Okay. Anyway, so they couldn't dock the boat because someone on the boat had measles. That was yeah, a major. They had to send like so health inspectors. Cause talk about that though. Because here's what happens if somebody gets off the boat with measles, they can potentially wipe yeah, out the whole island. Like Exactly. Especially in a quarantined island. As, yeah, totally. A small population mm-hmm, like that where mm-hmm. everybody's like in close proximity. And yep. mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it could it spread quick, get really bad. So mm-hmm. they have to quarantine them and then like remove them and try to cure them, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That was interesting that it was Scientology and they haven't, I haven't seen any official statement from them as far as like what they're doing or anything, but Oh shit! Before I forget, the re- thing I was going to bring up about this is Lee Remney uh, commented about this, of course, oh. and somebody was asking her about the ship, and she started saying that the ship is like not what it seems like. It's not like this luxury cruise liner where they're all, you know, getting mm. to chillax and because they're in like the President's Club of Scientology. Yeah, it's brutal there, man. You're you're going through extensive auditing or like. It, imagine being like on a lie detector test for hours and hours and hours every day being grilled on everything about you and your life. Like, yeah, that's like what that that's what they're doing. Is. It's so it sounds so stressful. And to talk you into thinking you've done things that you haven't actually done and shit. That's so crazy to the point where they break you and make you think you've like done all this shit. Plus, you have to take responsibility for what you've done in past lives. You're getting grilled about shit that didn't even happen that in this life. you consciously lifetime. don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. That probably isn't even true. Well, probably definitely isn't true. So, oh, yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's it's bullshit. It's a big so, scheme. And 
cold. And all these people frankly, are stressing so. out about it. It's so sad. Yeah, and I mean, people have have defected from Scientology and talked about being on the ship and saying it's literally a ship of horrors is the yeah. quote, saying that it felt like living in a cage, like as wow. an animal there in there. And some people have yeah. gotten to the point where they're like, I will do anything to get off this this fucking boat. I bet like, people have jumped. Yeah, total. I mean, I'm sure in the past. Yeah, they keep that kind of shit quiet too. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I feel like Scientology is slowly going to get broken into more and more and more. Yeah. And the truth is going to spread about them and I mean, What's Lee really Remini's really like poured gasoline on the whole thing. It is oh, blown yeah. up. She has <laughs> really gotten a lot of people's eyes on this and brought it, it to such a more real place. Like you can read about it all day, but like hearing the interviews and the stories from these people of what right. they went through in her show is truly incredible. And the fact that she was a Scientologist just makes it so much more relatable and like real, you know? So she's just, I think if anyone's leading that movement, it's her for sure absolutely a and lot I, of credit goes to her for that yeah i mean and i think that's what it's going to take to take down cults and groups like this that yeah. have as much money and power i mean they're they're uh you know they don't pay any taxes because they're a church right so their resources it's are ridiculous. massive it's it's absolutely crazy it's so so much money i mean i can go on and on about scientology but i yeah. think i don't know i think pe- more and more people are getting interested and we'll see them sort of break down over time i don't think they're going to go down anytime soon but i think it's only a matter of time you know before they decide to disband Mm -hmm. but the next thing i wanted to talk about that we haven't talked about actually is the airplane crashes that happened uh, not that long ago a couple weeks ago or last month um lion air and ethiopian airlines where these 737 max boeing planes went down and hundreds of people died so scary dude i really can't imagine being on a plane that was going down that sounds terrible so and i get i guess what happens this is a very basic overview of my understanding of aircrafts is that there's a sensor there's a sensor like planes are so automated nowadays it's crazy like the computers all the software completely runs the plane the pilots are pushing buttons essentially yep is all they're doing on there and making sure like in a situation where a computer fails they're supposed to be able to rectify the problem well that's not what happened because there's these sensors that had to have like another component that was costs airlines extra money like a health feature so because of this and because of the way the software is set up i believe like the sensors went off and then when they tried to follow the protocol to reverse the sensor that it didn't they weren't able to. So the sensor was sending like crazy erroneous data to the airplane telling it that it was doing something else when in actuality it was, Just it was, a, it was completely fine. Yeah. Like normal, like mm-hmm. the plane would have flied normal. There was right. not an actual issue. It's literally like the computer crashed the plane in a sense. Oh my gosh. And the pilots tried, especially on the Ethiopian airlines flight, they went through. So after the first one crashed, Boeing was like, you know, yeah. We don't know what's going on. Like, this is rare. Like, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Keep flying. And then the Ethiopian Airlines happened soon after that. And that one, literally 10 minutes from takeoff, 10 minutes after takeoff, Ugh. nose just goes down and goes straight, straight back to the, the ground. ground. God. And they're like, shit, shit. Find, like, oh beep, beep, beep. Can you gosh. imagine being no, in I the, really can't. Like, the stress and like, it's all oh, on sorry, you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> don't kill me. You know, it's all on you to fix this issue or everybody dies, including you. Yeah. 
and imagine them being in there and they're trying they're like frantically looking at the manual and the oh instructions that really Boeing can't. like the pressure and they're like shit we're doing everything literally they're probably like we're doing everything it says to do but this thing is not it's not it's going down we're done we're done like That's seriously the freakiest thing and what's crazy is that we just found out that Boeing knew that there was a problem with one of the safety features on its 737 max planes back in 2017 yeah and the Lion Air crash was in October 2018, and then the Ethiopian Airlines crash was in March. Yep. And they did not disclose the issue to airlines or safety regulators until after the Lion airplane yeah. crash off the Indonesian coast. That is crazy. So, th- and they had knowledge of this. So, why on earth are they charging extra for a safety component? Like, that should be included in the price, it shouldn't be an optional feature. It should be mandatory. Anything safety right. related on a plane should be 100% manualty. Yeah, yeah, included manualty. And for man, for like uh, for mandated. God's <laughs> sakes, for as much as we're paying for airline tickets, yeah. why the hell are not the airlines buying every safety feature offered? Because if, if it's extra. Cheap. They want to cram us all into a <laughs> tiny fucking metal tube ah. so close to each other. You can't put your fucking thing down. You can't even put a bagel on the trays anymore. You're like, like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so bad. It is crazy. And they they don't care about people anymore. No, they are making the best financial the choices right. possible. The airline industry needs such a change. It's crazy. It is so money driven and it's barely about the the consumer. Like, it's clearly not. I mean, just looking at all the other horrible things that have happened yes, with airplanes re- so many things in recent years yeah and i mean crashes like things like that but and then you know flight attendants acting insane yeah. and people getting dragged the fuck off remember that one guy was dragged off bleeding yeah he was like literally oh, I know. pulled yeah. off the plane that was insane and then the dog they killed someone killed a dog they put it up in the flight compartment just the entire airline industry needs a major makeover it is such a mess it really is. It, it, and it just goes to show you. So what's also kind of weird to me is there's not a lot of competition either. Like yeah. there's so few airlines now and they all own each other now yeah. that they have just so much control over everything. And that us, the consumers don't because we don't have that choice of airlines like we used to or the options that we used to. I mean, if this was something different, I'd understand. But this is a plane like they are sending hundreds and thousands of people into the sky every day. Why is our safety not the number one thing? It should be. It should be more regulated. I feel like the airlines should have more regulation, I think. Yeah. And I think it should be more accountability with just like its customers and and people paying their bills and stuff. It's like Mm -hmm. they should be listening to us more. I mean, that's what we say about every corporation, but the fact that that also, is so disgusting that they knew about that and they didn't. Yeah. Like, and then they so did. Bad. And then even the FAA failed to like force them to to do anything about it, too. So our government agency that's set up to monitor yeah, to regulate the airline didn't fucking too. do it. So this was like, sorry, I'm cussing a lot. This really fires me up. I hate the airline. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like every airline just is awful. No, they are. And. I don't know if you know this, but as far as the actual airplanes planes we ride on, there's literally two companies that make airplanes. Yeah, Boeing, Boeing which and, is the biggest, mm-hmm. and then Airbus is the other one. Airbus. I didn't know. But that other one. than that, there's like no other type actual plane types or So is companies. Boeing gonna get in trouble for this? I don't know. I think it's I think 
as of yet, no, as of yet, there's nothing illegal. I don't think that's that's happened. The airline that chose not to take the safety feature. Both of them should be in trouble. Them for making it optional and them from not for not taking the option. That's just that's what should that's what should happen. But it won't. That's not what's going to happen. Yeah. They'll just Um, what they'll keep doing is taking our leg room. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, that's the solution. Here's what we need down. to do. Cut down the leg room. That'll solve it all. Seriously. Make it even smaller. Get rid of the trays. Oh my no God. one moves. Let's put them in Before pods. Before you know it, somebody's head's going to be directly in your face. <laughs> yeah, you're just going to be looking at them. We're all that? standing like sardines together. No, literally. Did you what see that? What if it's like a thing where you have um, to just hang on to a bar, like hold on the whole fucking <laughs> way standing, <laughs> like and pack us all 14 in. 14 hours to Australia, just like... <laughs> standing up arm on the bar oh my Uh, god then nobody would fly no well hopefully the airline industry is pretty different in like 20 years it's gonna be hopefully technology catches up because according to like a lot of experts who claim to know about really high advanced technology we are so behind with planes we are just in caveman days basically no totally for what's actually secretly available and how fast we could be flying and how seamless it could be Things like this could be avoided. It could be radically changed in, you know, 10, 20. I bet it will. 20 years, 50 years. Let's from now. hope. Let's I hope so. Because, yeah. Sick of being slammed I literally in don't there. even want to fly anymore. Like, it's so <laughs> shitty. It's stressful. And yeah. <laughs> and I feel like it's some, like, you never know. You either get like a really nice person on there, the uh, people taking tickets and stuff. Flight like, you never it, know yeah. what the experience is going to be. They'll oh, either yeah. be really nice or they'll just like almost hate you. Like, you're like, what did I do something to you? And yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's pretty scary to get on a plane, though, and to think that 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 they may not have optional safety features because they wanted to save money. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, officially, they're saying that these safety features that weren't purchased aren't, you know, may not have reversed what happened. Okay, this was a software issue that happened. There is a software issue that's actually malfunctioned or just had a, you know, wasn't programmed right or something Mm -hmm. that caused this issue to happen. But in in actuality, if they had had that other um, alert system, then they could like counteract it and probably have stopped it. They 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 won't say for sure, of course. But yeah, it sounds like it could have been avoided both of these. And so those planes have been grounded. Nobody's been flying on those new uh, or on those Boeing seven thirty seven Maxes. I don't want to fly on one. No. Like after that, yeah, no way. I had you check our tickets when we our last flight to make sure we weren't because that's scary. Oh, man. It's, I feel like I have a freak out moment on every flight where I'm like, I know I could go down in this. I think everyone has that, like at least one internal freak out moment when traveling. You have to just like pull it together. And or you like, just think like randomly. You're like, I am literally like if you stop and think about where you are. Like, oh, yeah. I, you know, I can't even go there, especially there, international. If I'm over like, the ocean, I'm like, I can't not like, think about I am that. Literally, if, like if I could see down right now, it would be nothing but fucking sky. This and is why when we fly water. international, if we're over the ocean, I'm trying to be asleep for it. I like I try to go to sleep immediately when, yeah, when we get on the plane. Helps. So as soon as we get over the ocean, I'm out. <laughs> That's my plan. It's a good. I hate being awake on planes. It's a great plan, though. So the last thing I wanted to talk about. <laughs> Is the UN, the United Nations, has released a conglomerative report saying that nature is in its worst shape in in our entire human history. We have over one million species of plants and animals facing extinction right now. One million. That's absolutely astonishing. And it's all because of us. That's what's crazy too. Oh, the 100%. direct correlation to 
what we've been doing it and species loss is like continuing to accelerate as as our civilization continues yeah. on because we're just like they're, fuck they're the planet, about to fuck put the planet giraffes. and just like doing whatever they're about to put giraffes on the endangered species list Did oh you yeah know that? oh yeah rhinos like that's yeah. what's crazy is that animals that you and I yeah. went to the zoo as kids and yeah, saw. Yeah, it's not some insect off and above, no, like no. in a forest that you don't know about. It's it's like the big species, mm-hmm. man, that we all know and love. Huge parts of our ecosystem, parts of the food chain. I mean, I don't think people really understand how bad that is. No, they don't. And I wish everybody would read this report because it lays it out really simply how you know five ways people are reducing biodiversity on planet earth turning forest grasslands and other areas into farms, cities and other developments Mm -hmm. there you go the habitat loss leaves plants and animals homeless which we don't think about at all like when we're doing development or any of the companies that do that don't care about that for the most part yeah that's why reducing your meat intake or cutting completely or cutting certain types whatever you can do personally makes a big difference think about it think on it it's crazy though because our oceans are being depleted yeah we're losing all of our fish marine Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. almost half of the world's land mammals not including bats and nearly a quarter of the birds have already had their habitats hit hard by global warming it's such a sad it's just so sad polluting our land and water 300 to 400 million tons of heavy metal solvents and toxic sludge dumped into the world's waters around the world and then like people introducing invasive species to other areas, you know, like in Florida, we were just talking about with your dad, the iguanas that are running around everywhere now. And and uh, I know like there's a lot of snakes and things like that mm-hmm. that aren't native to to like the Everglades and stuff that are wiping out animal populations. It's actually one of the huge reasons is invasive species. But at least 680 species with backbones have already gone extinct since 1600. So we've already lost that many in the last couple hundred years. And it also said that 559 domesticated breeds of mammals used for food have also disappeared. So you have to think about that too is like, what if our food disappears? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But that could mean animals for sure first. Yeah. But also plants and plants and bugs, everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we have no food. Yeah. (laughs) If there's no life on the planet, there's no us either. Like, no, we can't, we can't survive without, without clean water and food. Then then we're screwed. So it's it's just interesting to me that the UN is like pumping these reports out and nothing really seems to happen. Like they're just like yeah. alerting us constantly like our world is falling apart. It is burning. And everyone's like, oh, that's sad anyway. And just like moves on. Yeah. Oh, that's how it feels at least. It doesn't anyway, feel like. It's just like anyways, we're going to fight about the yeah. Mueller report or some <sighs> dumb shit. It's I like, know. The news never talks about <sighs> this kind of stuff. And this is what people need to know. This, this should be so important. Like, yeah. Should be like a daily hour report. That breaking is like, news. Yeah. yeah. The UN comes in with a devastating report. It should be like devastating report about anim- animal we endangerment. We are killing our home. Yeah. But no, they won't do that. They're like, what's Trump doing today, guys? He's on a plane. All right. <laughs> let's talk about it for 50 minutes, please. Yeah. It's so annoying. Like, really I, I just so over. I'm so over the news and politics and everything. Yeah. It, it feels like nothing important is getting done. We do not focus on the important issues. And what's sad is like, I think the average voter, like most of them don't, a lot of people don't care about global warming at all or climate or have no concept for how bad this is. 
or they don't even believe it's real. Yeah. And I think that's a small minority now. Yeah. Hopefully. I, I, don't, I don't know, know though, man. I don't it, know. I think it's bigger I mean, than you think. I mean, it's pretty obvious that shit's happening. Our planet's changing. A lot of people would say Our coral that reefs are it's dead. not so obvious and they'd fight you. Remember we went to the Great Barrier Reef and how disappointed it was? Oh yeah, we saw it, it for our lives. Yeah, we saw it for, for our lives. Shit, for was, ourselves. shit was bleached. Yeah, it was It was really disappointing. It, it looked sad. dead. Mm-hmm. Our oceans are dying. Like, yep. And then meanwhile, <laughs> you know what they're focusing on? They're focusing on an asteroid coming and hitting Earth. Like it's like, we. it really seems like to me that our government and just like the powers that be are literally focusing on going off world right now. It's very interesting that they're very focused on planetary protection. Everybody's focused on building space forces and, and colonizing the moon and Mars. Like this is big talk by billionaires and, and people that are, you know, in these industries and in the government are very focused on that right now. It's almost like they've given up on earth already yeah, and they're already preparing say. for what's next. And that's, what's so crazy about it. Seems Is like that, some of the mindset, yeah. Or they're kind of preparing for both. Like if we can't fix it, here's what we're gonna do. Cause I think people have realized it may be too bad at this point. Yeah. Like we may not have, you know, people didn't start giving a shit until it's too late. Yeah. And guess who's gonna go to the better place first, you know? The people that have the money and the power, right? Oh yeah. They're gonna leave us all behind here while our planet burns to ashes. They're gonna be flying <laughs> but to where their- are they gonna go? They're colonies, dude. They're going to build. Col- no, I'm dead serious. Do they have them? They're going to. They might already have some. I'm dead serious. There could already be colonization they could. happening. They could, but we don't know. That we don't know about. Right. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there, you know? So I don't know. There's a lot of, a lot of things moving. God. But we'll stop it there for uh, stories this week. Because, <laughs> yeah, the week could go on and on. So let's get into some ex- unexplained phenomena in unsolved mysteries first thing we're going to talk about the placebo effect you know about the placebo effect i do definitely know about the placebo effect so the technical definition for those that don't know what a placebo is is it's a fake treatment an inactive substance like sugar distilled water a saline solution and it can sometimes improve a patient's condition simply because a person has had an expectation that it will be helpful Right. Mm-hmm. Expectation is like the key ingredient to the placebo effect. Yeah. It's like you got to expect that it's going to do something for you for it to do something. So and, you know, it goes back into thinking about like how much of our own healing is mental. It's kind of interesting to think oh, about because yeah. like people will take medicine and it ha- it's nothing like you could give someone a just a blank tablet of nothing yeah. and it, they'll start showing signs of healing. Yeah. There's studies that have proven this too. Yes. like this is not. Just like some. No, it's a major thing. I mean, most people learn about this just in like science, right? I just learned about this in school. I yeah. Think. And I mean, like with every pharmaceutical test, they do the placebo, placebo test yeah. where, you know, people in like painkillers, things yeah. like Advil, Tylenol, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of cases, um, people that use the placebo drug, whatever. Yeah. Had significant, like showed signs of improvement more so than even those that took the you know, the actual medication itself. So I don't know. It's, it's an interesting phenomenon that has never been able been explained or scientifically like broken down to what it is. But as of late, there have been several placebo effect studies measuring against pain medications. 
One of these studies found that between 1990 and 2013, there was an 18% drop in the effectiveness of pain medication compared to placebos. 18% drop, so 18% drop in effectiveness compared to placebos during that time. Interesting. So as time goes on, the placebos seeming to get better. So what's happening? You know, like if, if it's people being able to tap into the idea of like, mind body connection and healing you know like do we have the capability to heal ourselves if we just like train our mind to do it you know or yeah you know hone in on it mm-hmm. ourselves like can do we have more power than we think like how much do, of medication do we actually need god that's really interesting to think about like i wonder if you just replaced my thyroid medication with a blank medicine and told me it was a thyroid pill. If it would all of a sudden just start working for my thyroid. I don't know, man. It's, it's really interesting. And and, you think a lot about mental healing and there's like full studies on people who have healed themselves mentally. There's that Netflix special on that too. Mental healing. Oh, really? It's not called mental healing. It's, it's just about that. Remember we saw like a trailer for it. Yeah. Yeah. About people that are able to think positively and like heal major problems. There are people who believe that all illnesses like lie within us mentally and you can work them out mentally. Yeah. So if, maybe if you think you're being healed or concept. helped and you think there's something helping you or someone assisting you, something assisting you like a pill that you can start healing yourself. Cause like, obviously something is happening with this placebo effect. Yeah. I mean, ob- yeah, definitely. So something's definitely happening and it's showing that we have a capability, something in us is capable of making us feel better and healing us. Yeah. Like it's very, very obvious. Yeah. No, I, I think it's a very interesting phenomenon. It really is like, cause I think it's something that we just don't know that much about right now. Like we don't know how do we test that to a point where we can really prove that we are healing ourselves, you know? I don't know, but I'm sure if they actually cared enough, if the scientific community actually cared enough to to look into the process of healing, self-healing and stuff, maybe there could be enough data collected on placebos and stuff that you could start to see patterns and stuff, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, but there's probably not that much research being done on stuff like that. You know? True, true. Um, and it, it would Healing all, yourself. Yeah, and it also healing. has to... Like with this whole thing, clearly the mind is over the body, right? Isn't that the way it is? Like mind controls the body. Yeah. It's kind of like mind over matter type yeah. situation. Yeah. So your mind is capable of controlling every facet of your body, including your heart, which, you know, I've read interesting things about the heart and how that is a, you know, maybe even more powerful than your brain, which is interesting. Like when you get into biorhythm and everything is what I'm talking about. You know, when you go into that world and you start thinking about like energies and stuff, the deeper you go into it, the more you realize like Mm. it seems very plausible that we could heal ourselves. And it also makes sense for why meditation is so good for you. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. all the effects of that, especially on your mind. Mindfulness. Yeah. As they call it. There you go. Mindfulness. And what does mindfulness give you? Oftentimes a healthier body and just a healthier, better feeling body. Yeah. And if your if your brain and mind's working better, maybe your body's working better. Yeah, it's the central really conductor for everything. 
so fascinating. I've always been curious about the placebo effect. It's so strange. It really is. And they, and yeah, I mean, they continue to do more and more studies and that say that people are, you know, thinking they're getting a drug, but in actuality they're not. And they're healing there. It's more effective in, in most cases like morphine, even they did a morphine study. But one of the things that gets brought up with this idea like is, well, if our bodies are capable of healing ourselves, why isn't that anytime we get injured or sick? Why can't we just heal ourselves? Like, why isn't because, well, I mean, someone who believes that would probably say because you don't know how to do it. Like, it's not right. like you can just be like, all right, let me think really hard and like heal my scab. Right. But yeah, I think it's something that you would have to be taught. But I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I certainly have never healed myself. Have you? I no. don't know anyone who has. No, but, but I've never really tried either. <laughs> right. What does that even look like? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's a great great that's not example how you do it. No. <laughs> that'd be funny if that's how it was no but some people say healing requires too much energy so therefore that's why our bodies aren't able to expend all that energy when we need it you know we're not like if you're not aware of how much energy you have like i wish we had like an energy meter you could see how much energy you currently have and that's negative positive energy yeah, that wouldn't would that be, be cool? interesting like you just like your like, apple oh, watch shit. is like your energy for today yeah and you could just see where you're at it's like, like you're in the yellow go get a starbucks you need yeah some exactly <laughs> see your you know vibrations and everything and yeah. see how you're doing take a nap your biorhythm i mean the biorhythm thing is really interesting yes, too. Like, that is really interesting how accurate that, that is sometime. so yeah no super interesting the placebo effect let us know what you guys think about that or if, or if you believe that the placebo phenomenon really does like work or and, what is it you know, like or what, is what it are or, people experiencing yeah yeah are they actually being healed is it mental or like we're what? just tricking ourselves and it's tricking our bodies and i don't know <sighs> it's yeah. weird stuff very odd but the next thing we're going to talk about is something called the 11 11 phenomenon yes something i have been experiencing it's actually kind of stopped though it stopped in the last like couple weeks for me but all of 2019 i was having major issues with well, not issues, but every time I was looking at my phone, seriously, every time though, and I'm not just saying that it was it was eleven eleven every time or one eleven. Right, almost it's just the every ones. time it happened like every day for oh my gosh, so long since recently, and I thought you know maybe there is a meaning to this. Like, am I just is this just a coincidence? And I'm just note I just happen to be looking at it every time. Um, and it's not a coincidence once you find out that this tons and tons of people have the same exact experience. But if you think about or it, see, maybe it just stands out to you more than 1223. You know, when you see that, you're like, you don't think anything of it because it's just a random number. But 1111 is like a special thing. So maybe it catches your eye more. And then you think like that's kind of the argument. If you yeah, don't believe it has that. any meaning. But I, I seriously had this happen to me like twice a day for so long. And it felt like something was. I kind of felt like there was some type of message to be received or something. So I started like looking it up and um, I looked into angel numbers, which is basically a phenomenon where people think you see patterns of numbers or certain numbers come into your life um, and that they have meanings and their messages from angelic beings um, or like your spiritual spirit guides yeah. or, you know, whatever you want to call it. That they're kind of like trying to connect Ancestors. with you and, and uh -huh. speak with you and maybe try to guide you on your way but here's you the thing i found though is that. like almost every single number pattern you look up the because i also see four four to four a lot 
I see fours all, all, all the time. Yeah. And when I looked that up, it was like, you know, you're, you're on the right path. Keep doing what you're doing. Like, this is just angels telling you like you're headed towards greatness or, he- you yeah, know? Sure. And then like, I would look up another one and it like pretty much said the same thing. Like so many of them said the same thing or like a very similar ish thing. Well, yeah, that it, I was kind of curious about it. I was like, I don't know. I want to believe in it. And I think it's, I do believe in angelic beings and like spirits and stuff. And I think they probably could communicate with us and maybe numbers would be the best medium to do that with. So it kind of makes sense to me. But I don't know. The definitions or all the examples of the different times and the number meanings literally sounded the same. Right. But you have to think about it from this point of view that maybe that's the only message we've ever received. And maybe maybe that is the only message there is to receive from the numbers from these spiritual guides. But every guides. M- number means the same? Could be. That's what I'm saying is could be. Why or- isn't there a number that's like you're on the wrong fucking track, dude. Turn around. Stop what you're right. doing. Like, but who's giving us these definitions of these yeah, angel numbers? I don't know. That's the we thing don't is, even really know what it means. It's an interpretation. Yeah. Someone's interpretation. Right. The same yeah. from like God himself. And But I know. have to say it has happened to me a lot of times. At times I'm talking about something important or something important happens or I, I'm thinking about doing something. I'll see the number and it does come across to me as a message. It feels that way to me when like it does give me a sense of safety sure, and like sure. re- reassurance maybe well but especially if you if you believe in that first interpretation that you know it's your spirit guides or your angels even yeah. you know guiding you or helping you yeah you know during a tough time or something and just kind of being there for you in a sense on a spiritual level mm-hmm. have you ever thought about that maybe this eleven eleven phenomena could be a result of whoever's programming our simulation, (laughs) you know, we're seeing error codes, things like that, like error codes, like in a computer program, you know how a computer will just error out and there'll be like a number. It'll be like, but why would that be an error? error It's just the time. No, I know, but maybe time is just code in our simulation is what I'm saying. And chances are the code is integrated into every facet of our life because that's the way it's been programmed. (laughs) Where are you going with this, Josh? I really am not understanding you. We're in a simulated reality. And why would there be an error? There are no angels. It's a simulation. <laughs> oh my God. You can believe that. I don't believe that. We have different <laughs> no, feelings on that. I, I, no, seriously. No, a lot of people agree with you. A lot of people really believe in the simulation. Have you me. checked into virtual reality lately? I, I I used my virtual reality headset the other day, and I literally was blown away. I was like, holy shit. I could live in this realm. <laughs> I'm dead serious, dude. It's getting that good. Wow. It's going to the next level where I, my body is feeling like the sensations of what I'm actually doing in virtual reality, even though physically I'm not doing them. And when I say that, I mean like moving, like grabbing, like you can grab onto stuff and like throw it and you look my, even though I'm just moving my arm back and forth, it feels like I'm doing this full throwing motion, my hands opening up and I'm actually doing what I'm doing. But in, physical real reality i'm just sitting there like looking dumb like with some sticks like it is really wild guys it's been a while since i've done virtual reality but we have they had like sample ones that i tried just on the like home part of it oh the the free programs for it yeah Yeah, and there's like this scary one where you're like a kid in a bed and there's this scary creepy clown like (laughs) creeping around the room knocking shit down and you can the sound is so good that when something falls, you like whip your head around and really like you like look so scared. It feels so 
real that it it honestly like got my heart rate going so fast. Absolutely, you will feel at like real sensations that you do in real life, like or like fear, falling. Like adrenaline. there's that one where you fall off a building, and it feel it feels very real. You're like, I'm like, ah! like I yeah. know I'm in my living room, but it, I feel like I'm falling off the Empire State Building right now. It's it's pretty crazy when you wild. think about where it's going to be in ten years. It's mind blowing. Like when you think. You know, it wasn't that long ago that we had MySpace. <laughs> yeah. Imagine where we're going to be. Or uh, Alfie's YouTube. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were looking at Alfie. Yes. I know you guys listen to the podcast, too. So this was so funny. He posted this like tweet. Of, A subscriber sent yeah, it to him. Yeah. An old school YouTube homepage. And I remember that shit. It was like it looked like MySpace and you could make like your background be a repeating picture and yeah. i had a repeating picture of myself as the background <laughs> i thought it was so lit i'd go to it i was like hell yeah honestly that was cool back when you had total control over your yes. channel like you could do whatever you want yes it was fun the good old days it was lit it was lit the golden age but think YouTube. about how it's gonna change we're gonna get True. back on that virtual reality thing and be like remember how lame that clown thing was it was like barely real because well, it's gonna be so good yeah. And I'm waiting for the smells. I just it's want coming. smells 100%. to be in it. It's coming. Because that would make it so much more real. Like, I just want to be able to, like, travel somewhere and smell something. Like There's already additions you can buy bread. for it to give you heat, water, cool, air. Wow. That make you feel all that. That's so crazy. So people are going to dead ass just give up on this life and join this. 100%. And people are going <laughs> to. So there's this game. They're like, called, oh, don't look at Bill. He's been he's been plugged in for like 10 years. He's will, not coming back. That's literally what it is, though, babe, because <laughs> you're going to be able to create literally an avatar and be that avatar. There's a there's a, a game on there called VR chat. PewDiePie has a ton of videos. If you want to see somebody play, it's really funny. But you are an avatar in this little virtual world and people you can talk to each other. You can go on dates. You oh, can do right. everything kind yeah. of thing already. Oh, God. That's so weird. It's crazy, man. Like you can totally like live this like double life online yeah. in this virtual world and wow. still feel like these same real life feelings and sensations that you do. People ain't going to leave their house. They're going to like order up Postmates for all their meals and just sit there. Or pretty soon the game will like feed you or something. Oh man! I mean, it bad. could get to a crazy point, but I so think are gonna people are gonna even unplug to go to the bathroom. They're just gonna pee all over themselves constantly, and they're know. like, "I don't care. I don't live in that world anymore." Everybody could be a vegetable and live a <laughs> oh, live a. God. We could all never oh, have to leave gosh. our homes again. That's honestly terrifying to me. I hope that never happens. I mean, luckily the natural world is not gonna let us forget about the physical realm. That's true. That's a good thing. If there's we're a hurricane, we're still gonna feel it. <laughs> the power what if goes you, out. Like, have your shit on and you wouldn't no idea that there's this like mass thing going on you're just in your own world and then there's like a nuclear bomb going off and everyone's running yeah. around but you're just sitting there like where your roof's getting torn off and yeah. it's like raining on you, you and you think fucking you're... know you're like oh these effects are great they feel the water and everything <laughs> that's 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 where it's going man that's what's crazy that's about so life weird. and and when i got on this i'm like god this is so real but my my point of this because this was a spiritual oh yeah um phenomenon is that, you know, as much as I want to be spiritual and as much as I want to, you know, I, f I feel in my soul that there's something more happening. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't matter what we do with technology at the end. There's always going to be this deeper spiritual realm that exists and element to life. Yes. But I do sometimes have to like question and doubt a little bit that it is quite possible that this is a simulation because of the fact that. We are already in 2019 creating a simulated reality with basically it, it's we're very close to that point where it's indistinguishable from the real thing that 
as soon as that happens, man, I mean, are we God that are we gods in a sense that we can create a virtual reality the same as our real one? I mean, that's what's so trippy about it is it's like if we can as men program shit that is as real as the real thing, then is is like the but at the end of the day, spiritual those things creator would still be even programmed like they they're not realer than humans are because we're not programmed as far as we know. But that's the thing is as yeah. far as we know, <laughs> we may not know that part of our history but it's possible that we are because we have now somehow gained this knowledge on how to create this virtual realm that we can dive into and is indistinguishable from the real thing yeah and i mean i totally get what you're saying i just really don't think i just it doesn't sound right to me no i'd be surprised but i i think it's possible for sure i just think I don't know. It's hard to believe that I'm a computer program. I give myself more credit than that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I understand that. And I, I'm with you. Like, I don't want to <laughs> think that I'm just like somebody's programmed fucking computer game. Like what the hell? What do you, uh, what do you think about 1111 being a energetic or energetic doorway or portal? So there's this guy named Uri Geller who believes that people who have constant contact with the 1111 phenomenon have some type of a positive mission to accomplish. He said, it's still a mystery to me what it is that we all have to do or why we're all being gathered and connected together, but it is very real and tangible. I feel that it is immensely positive, almost like there is a thinking entity sending us these physical and visual signs from the universe. But this is what I found interesting that he, he went on to say was string theory is said to be the theory of everything, which is real is hundred percent and goes into the whole computer simulation thing. It is a way of describing every force of matter, regardless of how large or small or weak or strong it is. There are a few 11s that have been found in string theory. Interesting. Which is interesting because the theory is supposed to explain the universe. So the fact that, you know, 11 is noticed in string theory. I don't know. Oh, that's really interesting. I didn't know that. We should talk about, well, we should bring someone on that can like explain string theory. Yeah. For yeah. Morons. Like string theory for dummies. <laughs> <laughs> I need it. Yeah, Shit's no, it, it's very complicated. complicated. Oh yeah. But this leads us perfectly into our next phenomenon, which is the rainbow body phenomenon. This is so cool. This is really cool because it's like real and mm-hmm. it's been medically studied. There's pictures of, of this happening. So in Tibetan Buddhism, it is said that certain meditation practices can alter the appearance of the body, transforming it into five radiant lights. The name given to this physical fluorescence is rainbow body. So tangible matter is considered to be made up of five elements, space, air, fire, water, and earth. And as described in Tibetan literary sources, including the Tibetan Book of the Dead, the elemental energies that make up the cosmos are are understood to be undifferentiated from those that make up the human body. Therefore, the body is simultaneously an individual person in the cosmic whole, which I kind of agree with, honestly. Certain Buddhist meditation practices are meant to alter the gravitational field of these five elements that constitute the body transforming them into five radiant lights of the color spectrum, which is as we're talking about the rainbow body, Mm -hmm. which the rainbow body is also 
the transformation of the ordinary physical body into like a light form, essentially like the physical body ceases to exist as you're essentially ascended into a higher, like a higher dimension, pretty much like a higher level of, of the plane. What's a word for the, Yeah. A pl- different of the plane. astral plane or, yeah. or, you know, whatever you want to call it. And so this has been actually observed and studied. And after somebody is completely transformed and ascended into this like radiance of light, mm. the only thing left of their body sometimes is hair and fingernails. Ooh, weird. How weird is that? Because those are the things on your body that are dead. Right. I wonder about That's a good, teeth. I didn't even think about that. Are well, teeth no, dead? No teeth are alive. Teeth die though without the rest of your body. So that I, were the teeth there, just fingernails and hair. I guess the teeth go with the mouth. Mm. Interesting, but not That's the nails. Crazy. The, yeah, those yeah. are your hair is dead. Your nails are dead, right? Your nails are dead. Yeah, yeah. But they're not dead until they. No, they're dead. Your hair's dead. Like hair is dead. But why do they grow? How's it dead if it the grows? The roots alive, but it, hair is dead. I'm looking this up. I know for a fact the hair act, is dead. Oh, the actual hair follicle follicle is dead. Hair is dead. <laughs> Is hair dead? Is your hair really dead? Watch this be like a myth, and I'm just saying that. I'm going to laugh, too. But No, it's dead. Yeah, that's what I thought. So every instance of of a death with signs of rainbow body attainment is unique. Depends on the type of hair. It does it? Like which area of the hair? Yeah, like the root. Obviously, the actual root's alive, but your strands of hair are dead. Okay. (laughs) I don't even know what the difference is. That makes no sense. Okay. (laughs) I've just always heard people say that hair's dead. So that's interesting. So that remains. And then you just see this like glowing. Yeah. And people like meditate into death. They transcend. Death interesting. So death. this babe, this like uh, picture here is a picture of a rainbow body. Right. So this is very similar to what I saw in our apartment in 2016. What? <laughs> yes. I saw a light, like a white, whitish bluish silhouette standing in front of me in the dark clear as fucking day i rubbed my eyes multiple times i could not get it i had it was so fucking crazy huh i know that i saw this and it looked exactly like this no not exactly like that but that's the idea you were asking earlier it was white instead of it was something bright and like angel it felt like something like that like i wasn't scared i don't know like could it have been a celestial being that's what i think or of something some sort? like that or a, a spirit. I thought I kind of thought it was my grandpa because I had his shirts in the closet. I've talked about this before on my channel before. I don't want to go on and on about it. But yeah, I don't know. I kind of think it didn't feel like a negative thing to me. But at the same time, I did end up with like a random scratch on me. That was weird. <laughs> That's a whole nother story. But yeah, I don't know. This is kind of interesting. I wonder if if you can eventually get to a higher plane where you just become on the same level as angelic beings like are you turning into that temporarily if you're in this light body yeah no you're literally becoming like i wonder are you acquiring like well you're rejoining the cosmos i mean you're essentially yeah you're going to that celestial celestial plane where it's like people who are tapped in enough and understand the universe enough and mastered this while alive correct yeah, that's super fascinating. Because they've been they've meditated so much that you yeah. can, they can connect to that level that yeah. deep. So think about it, guys. Think about what just ten minutes of meditation a day could do for a normal person. 
if that can if it can literally turn people into like angelic yeah. bodies after a while just if you got a little little slice of that you know every day in your life 100%. maybe it would really help you connect with your higher self um you know just increase your awareness mm-hmm. definitely That's increase it. your awareness clear your mind to make way for new ideas to come in for you to be more open to new things meditation does so much it's truly amazing mm-hmm. it really does and people who have like transcended from meditating before death and you know turning into this celestial light body yeah what what's interesting is that they maintain the meditation posture they do not like fall over or slump and the body particularly the area around the heart stays warm as it's going so this was actually recorded by medical science in the case of the 16th uh karmapa Rangjung Dor Dorje Dorje. Sorry, I'm probably butchering that to shit. <laughs> that was so bad. But he died in he he's a like a Buddhist monk essentially that died in Chicago Hospital in 1981. And the attending physician who was attending to uh, this guy said that after noting indications of heart failure on the monitors, the medical team tried to revive this guy, but gave up gave up after about 50, 45 minutes. And the doctor said, we began to pull out the tubing, but suddenly he saw his blood pressure, which was 140 over 80. A nurse screamed and said, he has a good pulse. Wow. That's so fascinating. After 45 minutes, like he's like transcending into this like next level where he's like still conscious and alive, but dead. He's like straddling both. He's like in between. Whoa, that's interesting. Yeah interesting how that is never on the news yeah and the the doctor said that 48 hours after the time of death this guy's chest was still warm his hands were both warm and his chest was even warmer this doctor said if i moved my hands toward the side of his chest the body was cold but the area around the heart stayed warm that's what's so interesting too is that there's so much more to the heart than we even fucking know yes i know i've I've heard about that kind of stuff too. Like you always, you know, they always tell you like, oh, heart's just an organ. Everything's in just your brain. But blood no, I everything. think there really is something to a lot of ancient cultures really valued the heart as well. Yeah. You know, that's been like something in our culture that we've always thought uh, so many different cultures thought, you know, the empathy or our feelings or emotions lies within your heart, your love or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, what was it? The Mayans believed in that so much they would like sacrifice people by cutting out their hearts alive and yeah, then like rolling yeah. them down these hills. So. And that's why every religion is like you have to accept God in your heart. Into your heart. It's interesting that it's your heart, not your brain. Like, yeah. Like, well, why everything. am I not? You right. give Valentine's. It's a heart. Like, it's to the heart. Everything. I love to the heart. you with all my heart. Protect you know? the heart. Imagine if at our wedding I was like, Josh, I love you with my whole brain. Like, people would be like, what? But isn't it the brain that loves? I don't know. Is there something deeper to the heart than just an organ that pumps blood? It seems like there's kind of split opinions on it. It's really interesting. Well, maybe it's where your fucking soul is. <laughs> your fucking soul. Your soul is in your heart in a sense. Maybe. I don't <laughs> like know. what like if your soul so your brain is where we think right now consciousness lies, but maybe the soul which could is your consciousness could actually in actuality be in your heart. So your heart is actually controlling your brain and everything else because your heart is what keeps you alive in a sense. Like you can live with parts of your brain, dead, but you can't with your heart gone. That's true. 
they're definitely like seem to be the most two, the two most vital mm-hmm. organs. And I mean, fuck if this guy's transcending to yeah. the spiritual plane and his heart is still like working and yeah, has great warm and, and yeah. He's interesting. That's what's weird. Isn't that interesting? Like maybe your heart has a lot more to do with spirituality than you even think mm-hmm. is, is the bottom line. So yeah, no. And they actually captured a picture of him when this yeah. happened. I and honestly can't believe that picture. It's so cool. If you're watching, then this you're is seeing, real. Yeah, this is a real picture that real developed. Picture, they developed wow. this picture and this is what it was. And literally the dudes, it looks like he's sitting in a meditation position, but he is translucent almost like he's clearly like a, light form at this point it's really interesting like bottom half of his body is like gone his feet and stuff you can barely see the top of his head that's crazy can you imagine seeing Uh, that in front of you it's hard to believe that's even real but i know it it is isn't it wow interesting so like this is very very obviously hard to do like not 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 all just sit down for an hour and see if you can go light up i mean clearly this takes some serious skill yeah definitely i don't even understand how you do this at all but lots and lots of practice i'm sure god it's so crazy though if if you're listening you got definitely got to go look up the the image just type in rainbow body and google and you'll you'll see the the picture it's really quite amazing so the next thing i want to talk about comes out of egypt and this is something that is not confirmed to be real but i thought it was super interesting and i think it's very plausible that it exists and that is something called the hall of records in egypt so Allegedly, a lot of people believe that there is a library of some sort buried under the Great Sphinx in the Giza Pyramid Complex. The Sphinx, the fucking Sphinx, dude. Yeah. It's been there for so long. Yeah. There's, There's something, something going to it. on with it. Yep. That we just haven't, ah, we haven't gotten into because shit. So people believe that underneath the Sphinx, there is a library, much like the Library of Alexandria, which held all of the, the ancient Greek knowledge in it. But there's a, Library with papyrus scrolls, scroll, scrolls. Oh my god! <laughs> There's papyrus scrolls in in this library that contains like all of the secrets to the Egyptians, and this is called the Hall of Records. Obviously, mainstream Egyptologists say that this is just a popular theory among alternative ancient Egypt uh, sources, and that they've never found anything scientifically to suggest that this is real. In any way, shape, or form. But the actual origin story of the Hall of Records is unknown. But the idea that there is a cavity around the Sphinx dates back to Pliny the Elder, who was a Roman philosopher. And in one of his works, Pliny's National History, Natural History, he states that the Egyptians are of the opinion that King Harmaeus is buried inside it. So there may even be like an Egyptian king buried in the sphinx as well that's so interesting what's also interesting too is edgar casey the famous psychic the sleeping prophet yes has had several psychic readings of the hall of records he claimed that in 1998 the hall would be discovered and opened and humanity would move into a new era of but prosperity no no that did Ooh, not happen so awkward yeah when you're a psychic and that yeah happen, yeah did not happen. And he said that the history of the earth would be found in the right shoulder of the Sphinx. Gosh, so many, so many things refer back to the Sphinx. It's so, it is so weird. That is one thing I've just noticed since we've started all of 
learning about all this stuff is the Sphinx is constantly brought up by different people like this. It's really interesting. And even uh, Graham Hancock's talked about this, obviously, too, um, and Robert Bavall. But in the uh, book Message of the Sphinx, they say that American archaeologists and the Egyptian government had in the past blocked investigations around the Sphinx, including attempts to locate any underground cavities. And also later on, Robert Bavall wrote in 1999 that Egyptian antiquities granted an American team a license to search for the Hall of Records under the Sphinx. It is known that there are three passages around the Sphinx to have unknown origin. There's two passages that we don't even know where they go or where they start. Why don't they go in? It's so frustrating. Because we we don't have a way to get in without like blowing it all up. Like, because one of them is a small dead end shaft behind the head Mm. where somebody's tried to go before. When they've tried to go before, they're not able to go any farther. Hmm. They try, but shit happens. They stop for whatever reason. We don't know. We don't even know who's tried to access it. You know what it, it reminds me of? Remember like in Aladdin in the beginning when like Jafar's trying to go in? <laughs> Wasn't it like a sphinx looking thing? It was like a panther or something's yeah, mouth. Yeah, it was like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if it was inspired by the sphinx, like trying oh, to go yeah. inside. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so we have no idea even how it works. I mean, we have no idea how to get into it. We Without completely like destroying it, we don't know how to get into it. Or, you know, we don't know where the passages go, where they start. So it's just this mystery. Like, is there something hidden inside of the Sphinx underneath it? Is there this library of the Hall of Records that has all the answers to the Egyptians, how they built the pyramids, how life was started? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe not. (laughs) I don't know. So, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, that is. I hope one day they really do go in or figure out how to get in there i mean we're really just going to be like well can't get in so we'll never know yeah seems so stupid well one theory is that the actual hall of records if it exists was not even built by ancient egyptians but by some other society possibly from like advanced prehistoric societies to a superior race of intelligent beings which if you think about if you know anything about like the anunnaki and all that and that story you know, there's these God-like beings that were around back then that left, but maybe they were the ones actually built the Sphinx and maybe they put information or something is inside of it that they mm-hmm. left behind. A key or knowledge or something. Maybe the Holy Grail's there. Or the oh, that drives me Ark absolutely bonkers to think about that it could just be sitting there. Literally. It I literally feel could. like if it, I feel like it's probably been taken already if it was there. Maybe. Maybe the, yeah, maybe the government's got it. But this is a great segue into the Akashic Records. This is another interesting, not really a phenomenon. This is more of a, it's definitely like a spiritual idea. So the Akashic Records is this idea that there is this cosmic internet in a sense that literally contains all the information of the universe and contains all of our thoughts it's it's like the one it's like the one cosmic beings knowledge pool god you could even yeah. think of it as like god itself tapping into god's knowledge itself because if you think about it, have you ever have you ever asked yourself like where do my ideas and thoughts come from is it me creating them or the thoughts originate from somewhere else or like ideas to do things to build things to creations 
Mm-hmm. Like what gave Elon Musk the idea to build the Tesla yeah. or, you know, or well, like Tesla, Tesla, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> but where did well, Tesla yeah, get the idea? Where did Tesla get his ideas? Yeah. Where do you get this knowledge of how to build this wireless, you know, electronic electricity system? Yeah, AC current. How did I'm he... about to do a video on it, by the way, guys. Coming, coming this week. Hell yeah. But where did he get this knowledge from? Was it just him? He thought it up out of the, you know, fucking ether or something? He was just such like, a genius. Or was he, you know, had an ability to tap into it? Because it could also be tapped into maybe through dreams. Maybe some of these brilliant people get these ideas through their dreams. A lot of people get spiritual messages through their dreams and and uh, things like that. And and so the Akashic Records is something that is really up for interpretation by everybody. Because again, this is more. There's no physical proof. Nobody's got a picture of the Akashic records, knows how it works, or even Mm -hmm. if it exists. Mm -hmm. But many believe it's like this library, like a cosmic library with all the knowledge of the earth and the universe and everything within it. And a lot of psychics believe in it. A lot of different cultures believe in, in this idea. It goes way back to literally like we're talking like Sanskrit. That's what Akashic comes from it's a sanskrit word meaning sky space or ether interesting i didn't know that yep it goes always back to the vedas like way 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 back into ancient cultures the vedas and the hindus interesting because hinduism as we yeah. know is like one of the, the oldest oldest, oldest religion and that we know of and that's where sanskrit comes from and that's yes. where that word comes from and i really do think like the hindus are on to something. I think they got some interesting ideas as far as what's really going on with things as far as like on the base level and this idea that there's this library that we all tap into whether subconsciously or we literally like travel there, meet the cosmic librarians <laughs> dead serious. Like me, there's people that believe that you actually interact with celestial beings that like operate and oversee this cosmic library and in order to find out information, this is how a lot of psychics say they get their messages, information. It's how their abilities are even interesting working. Like Edgar Casey believes in it. Tons of psychics believe in the Akashic records. A lot of new age spiritual that's so fascinating. psychics and mystics believe in this idea of a yeah this like collective cosmic library or internet. Oh, that's really that crazy. we all draw like so. It says from. that. The Druid cultures, is it Druid? Druid, yeah. Druid cultures in Ireland, Scotland, Wales, and England. So that's the same group that um, goes to Stonehenge like every year, right? Uh, that was that was like a theory that the Druids use that as for like ceremonies and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's Maybe interesting. they did have some type of knowledge. And a they lot of people demonstrate think, the ability to access the Akashic records. Yeah. And again, like the Egyptians clearly did. Like, if you want to really think about where they get this knowledge from, how do all these ancient cultures like know yeah. all these things? How did they? Maybe they weren't directly communicating with aliens. They had something like this, like a record. Right. That's a great point. Like, <laughs> if you don't believe in that ancient astronaut theory for a minute. That they straight came down and like. That it was like straight told up. Them, yeah. And maybe they acquired the information by. I mean, it seems like a lot of these ancient cultures were so much more in touch spiritually. Absolutely. And they practiced so much more ritual. I bet they were meditating and doing things like that. They probably did know how to like get themselves to a different 100%. place. Maybe they really were 
becoming light bodies almost and then you're able to access that type of thing who knows yeah it is really interesting or something like gets you there like yeah and maybe they were able to create something to create the pyramids or to move them somehow or who knows or just got the blueprints like here's how you do it yeah and you use telekinesis and some other shit to move shit around those are so damn heavy there's just no way what were they again like four tons, tons or something per, per 2. brick yeah. 0.5 to four tons. couple tons per brick at least yeah, so like, we know they weren't just like moving them around they weren't just like sleds, push everyone push years and years and years and years <laughs> yeah and then stacking them perfectly yeah and you, and the biggest thing for me with this is like how did the sumerians know about the planets man yeah that same that i always is go so back to the weird. sumerians how the hell did they know where pluto was yep, and, everything? and that like, it revolves around the sun and they had the right number of planets too drawn out on their like caves how the fuck do they know that how are they able to map the night sky yeah without telescopes and stuff like even ancient as far as we know astrology blows my mind like how yeah. they knew stuff where did astrology where did astrology, astrology even originate so from freaking complex and and like so like accurate in the sense that it follows space accurately like whether or not you believe in actual astrology but the science behind it the astronomy makes sense the astronomy that goes with it is all correct and they got all that shit right constellations about when they pass and retrogrades and how it all work like they figured all that out so long ago that it's honestly mind-blowing like to a t down to the degree of each sign like they knew down to the minute when it was going to change and they knew when like planets far planets neptune uranus we're gonna enter different signs like how the fuck did they know that that's absolutely the most mind-blowing yeah i know ever i know with i know any culture and then people are like astrology is just a bunch of bullshit it's like okay well just at least look at it it's pretty complex and interesting like so many people believed in it it's a very interesting interpretation of the celestial bodies and yeah and for them to have the energies and how it works right it's just so weird where from, did, where did yeah. that knowledge about astrology come from? Did somebody just think of it one day and was like, I'm going to write some astrology down? Yeah, maybe if it didn't actually line up with reality, but it does. Like, how? it's so accurate to the actual space movement. Maybe whoever came, I don't even know who came. I don't think they even know no. who officially no, no, no. came up with astrology. No, they don't. They just, no, they don't. I'm guessing astrology is literally like pulled from this Akashic Records. And is a part of it and like is a part of the knowledge because I mean, fuck, it's so accurate. Like there's something to it. Absolutely. I believe at least there's yeah. something to and it. A lot it, of people don't believe it. And that's fine, too. I respect that. Fine. Yeah. Um, but, it's normally like people that don't understand it too much. But I mean, even if you do and you just don't believe in it, that's fine. But I, I think there's something to just be said about how complex it is and how detailed like it really does go down to to I mean nodes and um just such like planets across each other, like a trine. It's it's so hard to like explain, but the, it is so it's so, very so complex. Yeah, like it it's is too complex to be yeah. bullshit. Let's just put it that yeah, way. It's not just twelve signs and read your horoscope and see your lucky day of the month. Complex no. and and like scientifically correct as far as the astronomy and stuff yes. goes. Interpretations, that goes along whatever. With it. But right. Yes. But the degrees of the planets yeah, and their, and their constellations. They had it down. That's weird to me. How'd they do that? How'd they do it? How'd they know? know? How'd they know? If it wasn't aliens, what was it? Well, they had some things. There's got to be some explanation for how these ancient cultures did things that today in modern 2019, we are baffled by. I mean, come on. They didn't just like 
we would figure it out by now if it was something that us humans could do. If it was something we could do, we would have done it by now or we would know how to do it by now. You know? Seriously. And what are we even contributing? Probably nothing. To history. Uh, we're fucking up the planet. We are literally, everything. our legacy on this, in the Earth's history is so disgusting. Yeah, I know. It makes me sick. Like I know. Thinking about Especially, what we're contributing to the rest of the universe's history and the Earth's history. It's like, it feels like a war, sad, destruction, wise tale. climate change. It's like, like a tale of our. Oh, it's so sad. It's like, God damn. Other, <sighs> these ancient cultures are coming up with astronomy, discovering shit. We just mm-hmm. like took their information and mm-hmm. yeah, we've taken it a lot further. I mean, we have done a lot as far as like exploring and understanding the universe even no, more. No, we have. We have for sure. I don't want to say that. So actually, you know what? If you think about it, we're being pretty cynical. We have done quite a bit. We have created tons and tons of technology. True. We've created tons of health, te- like medical, huge yeah. advancements in medicine. And we just haven't been responsible. <laughs> no, we're just pieces of shit. We're selfish. <laughs> we're selfish beings. But we have created a lot of shit. It's true. So We have been innovative. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about this black stone of Mecca. This is really Super interesting. Super interesting. I had no idea about this. Like no, if there's I didn't one, There's one religion I don't understand fully is or really at all i mean i understand the basic premise of of islam but islam is something that i don't really understand and so when i heard about this black stone in mecca i was completely just blown away by it and just like yeah this is really cool how cool this is so for those that know don't know muslims across the world five times a day every day stop face the holy side of mecca and pray which mecca is in saudi arabia it's it's the holy place it's believed to be the birthplace of the prophet Muhammad. And when the followers visit the site, it's not actually Mecca, like the city that they're facing, but it's actually a building called the Kaaba. And the Kaaba is a mosque. And on, and on one corner of the sacred building is a cornerstone known as the black stone. And this black stone history is shrouded in mystery as to what it even is. Like we don't even know what this stone even is. Many Muslims believe the stone is in fact a meteorite. Yeah. Possessing supernatural powers. That's so interesting. So they built a picture of it. So they built this little, like a little cube and inside the cube is this black stone, possibly a meteorite that people are praying towards. So you can't see it. It's you can see it. Some people do go in and see it. There's pictures of it because people do see it. Because they kiss it. They try to kiss it at least once. Yes, that's a stone inside there. Yeah. So what's it in? What is that like a just a mount for it? Yeah, I believe so. I think it, it almost was looks like an eye. It. Yeah, doesn't like a third it? Eye or something. It's interesting. very interesting. So the idea is to, at least once in your lifetime, make a trip to Kaaba and try to kiss the black stone if possible. Like if you didn't know this, but every Muslim, it's they're one of the things they must do in life is go to Mecca. Like oh, visit really? visit the holy site. Yeah. You have to? What if you like I mean, you don't, to go there? I mean, you don't have to. But it's like a, a cool yeah, thing to do. It totally yeah. is. And and Christianity is kind of the same way. Like you go, to go to, to Israel. Israel. Go to Jerusalem, right? Okay. Yeah. And and Jewish people, that's the same same thing. Like okay. go to the Holy Land. I mean, All I right. think if any religion you think you believe in or you know, you probably want to go to where it originated, right? You want to go see so does that mean where the Scientologists go to like fucking Michigan, wherever the hell L. Ron <laughs> Hubbard grew up? No, they go to Tampa Bay, Florida. Oh, yeah. No, Clearwater, right? <laughs> Clearwater. Yeah. Interesting. So 
what's interesting about the stone though is that they believe literally the stone is has been there since the very beginning like adam and eve the story of adam and eve if you don't know is like the beginning of life itself on planet earth started with god creating adam and eve and the stone goes all the way back to the very beginning so that's why part of why they think it's you know there's something supernatural about it there has been speculation however that the black color to it is actually because it's been touched so much and the oil has actually like changed the color of the stone from white to black which i don't know i'm like eh, oils can turn it that black I yeah don't know. that's like, like really black i feel like that's yeah i, I feel like yeah well, it's I'm definitely not, sure. not a meteorite if it's white so like people believe that if the stone when it was originally there you know thousands of years ago it was white and that over time because humans because of the decision adam and eve made those oh, assholes yeah. what was their decision to eat the apple eat the something? fucking apple sin oh, they sinned shit. in the garden of eden oh, no 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 they screwed no us. no no they screwed us all man okay sorry i'm having a little crisis because i just had a remembrance to when i was a kid just so mad about adam and eve i was like you, you guys were mad at them yeah because i was like you guys messed it up for the rest of us forever you guys, you, wow interesting people because like, they sinned we became sinful we we had an opportunity to live like gods <laughs> on this planet so as a kid you thought that yes i was like so yeah you'd be frustrated you'd be like what the fuck Get so anytime together, you'd eve. sin you'd be like it wasn't it eve, eve too eve was the one of course they blamed the girl they're like she fucked tempted up first. adam or no, was it? Was it? I Adam thought, tempted Eve, I believe. Uh, no, I thought the snake tempted Eve. No, no, that's true. Yes. That, sorry. It's been a while since I've heard this story. <laughs> You're right. Right? The snake was like Satan, Lucifer. Apple. Oh, yeah. In snake form, visited the Garden of Eden and yeah. tempted them He's like, with the, the apple. He's like, hey. Which is interesting when you think about it. And when you think about the underlying story of of Satan and Lucifer and how he was an angel with God. And then he went bad. And it's like this whole like good versus evil story, which is kind of interesting, I guess. Mm. But I don't know. I honestly think that this stone is a meteorite. Most likely interesting. Cause if you think about it, like it's possible that there's just like thousands and thousands of years old meteorites just laying around all over the place. Oh, there, that are there definitely are that have sure. hit this planet in the past. Yes. And if you find a meteorite, I mean, they're fucking cool. They're they're literally from who knows how far away from outer space. So I could see them believing that the stone could possess some type of supernatural power. And they're like, you know, we'll put it in our in our mosque in, in Mecca. But Muslims, you know, take it to the to a spiritual level in the sense that they believe the stones were once part of heaven. And as we talked about with Adam and Eve and when Adam was banished from the Garden of Eden, the stone was filled with stone or the stone was filled with stone. It was filled with sin. And that the black stone was given to him to erase the sin and allow him entrance back into heaven. Some instead believe the ancient stone was brought from a nearby mountain by Archangel Gabriel, which that's like a whole nother story about the angels. But you do have to wonder that is it possible if the stone is from outer space, could it even be some type of alien artifact? Like maybe we don't even know what it is because it's never been like looked at seriously, like scientifically. Like has anybody ever brought a microscope up to it and like really? Yeah, looked to I wonder out, now. Like with modern technology, like we don't know officially what kind of stone it is. That's the thing. This is all speculation. I believe about it being a meteorite. Like we don't know. 
We're not sure what it is. I'm, I wonder what like metal? most Muslim people think it is. Yeah, I would be curious to hear if there's any any of you guys out there. Like, let yeah, us know. Yeah, let us know. Or if you've maybe one of you have seen it before, or, or oh yeah, if anyone's actually been there, I wonder what it's like. In I'd person. be really interested to hear. So, oh, I thought that was really interesting. It's that really cool. I really like it because it makes me think about, you know, just I like the idea that other cultures and religions think that stones, stones can have carry power, power. Yeah, supernatural, yeah. spiritual mm-hmm. power to it. Yeah, that they're they're. You know, people who believe that crystals have power believe that crystals are alive in a sense, just like a plant. Like they come out of the earth over after millions of years. And they're energized mm-hmm. and they can have an effect Stones, on yeah. all the electromagnetic fields. Yeah. Interesting. No, it's it's very interesting. Maybe they're really maybe there's so much spiritual activity in Mecca because the stone is like radiating so much positive energy or something, or you know, whatever it is. I don't know. I thought it was super interesting and definitely blew my mind a bit. The next thing we're going to talk about is something that I feel like I've experienced before at least once. And that is encounters with shadow people, shadow people. So have you ever, (laughs) you think you've had an encounter? Have you ever like maybe seen a shadowy entity in the periphery of your field of vision? No. Like, have you ever been like looking somewhere and then felt like you felt you saw something shadowy, like move past you or behind you or anything like that to catch your attention? I had a black cat once and after it died, I would see it out of the corner of my eye all the time, like black shadowy things or a spark of light. Even sometimes they can be moving. (laughs) I don't know. I've never actually seen like a real between black shadow person. The planes. So it could be. Yeah. But most of the times people see a dark form that is just no, there's no body to it. You know, it's just, it's not defined, but it's got sort of like a shape to it, a human shape to it. That's the whole thing with it is it most oftentimes has been like a shadowy dark figure that you can't make out anything as far as like features, hands, features, exactly. But it definitely looks just like a, that's exactly what I saw, but mine was light, not dark. Um, but that is pretty much what I've always heard people who have sleep paralysis. They always talk about a black shadowy figure. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting on That's them, weird. staring yeah. at them. It's like a shadow person or something. I've never maybe, had that happen. Maybe so shadow people are me. causing sleep paralysis. Yeah. Ooh, maybe weird. they're the ones that are actually enacting sleep paralysis on people for some reason. Or maybe, I don't know. I, I more think that maybe when you're in sleep paralysis, you're in some type of of like dimension almost between dream world and reality. And because you're kind of in and out, you're you're seeing things that are part of a different dimension. Like maybe you are able to tap more into psychic abilities or you're able to see things that you don't normally see when you're in this half dream state because you're more connected to your unconscious mind. Yeah. You know, because it's when people are waking up, they experience this. Yeah. I've never had it, but neither of us ever have the same way that they're kind of moving in between dimensions in a sense, you know, clearly, yeah. clearly they're coming in and coming out pretty quickly. Most yeah. times where are they going, you know, in between dimensions or planes or whatever you call it. Yeah. And so like you just said, when we have these experiences where we're kind of awake, but sleeping at the same time, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you said you had an experience. No, I was just saying like, I feel like, other times besides the one time. So there was <laughs> this one Josh time so hard I don't where think it was. I was sleeping and I woke up 
and I woke up and I, I 100% saw with my eyes a shadowy figure just descend from the ceiling towards okay but me, i have like to also point down. out that i was awake and the lights were on and i was fucking <laughs> next to him doing homework when the shadowy figure was there and i watched him have a see, full freak that. out he like woke up and was like ah like oh ah, you don't see it coming from the ceiling and i was like what what where i was so freaked <laughs> oh. out and then josh got me all riled up and i couldn't go to sleep i was up for hours i remember that night so well trust me i was there i was doing homework there was no shadow person it scared the hell out of me though yeah, i had I a think moment you can of have... terror and like Maybe yeah. it was just a night terror, But maybe right? you were seeing a shadow thing because you were half in that dream world. But you weren't in paralysis. You were moving around. You sh- you shot up out of bed. You I was awake. I was up. totally awake. Yeah. And I was seeing this. But it's interesting. Maybe in your dreams, you were actually ha- were actually seeing it. Maybe I was lucid dreaming. Interesting. Possibly. I don't know. But what it you felt saw really was weird. the black shadowy thing. Hundred. Per- it was 100% because I just remember and it kind of like spread out like. The way I like to think of it is like Slenderman descending in from the Ooh, ceiling. Like Slenderman dark freaks me out. Because it was kind of, I, I think I even told you, it was kind of, I felt like it was like a spider. Like it had a spidery feel, like long, like just this like figure descending with all these yeah. like long black. Well, legs. when I first started living with Josh, I think you were working through a lot of like childhood fear and stuff. And yeah, because you never have nightmares anymore. No. Sometimes you sleep talk, but you don't have night terrors anymore. But when Not we were at all. the first year or so that we lived together, Josh had major night terrors and would wake up and, and hear like gunshots or um, <sighs> literally just get scared, wake up scared. Um, I think I used to have a lot of night terrors and just like nightmares in general. Yeah. That, that I would wake up out of cause they were that crazy. Yeah. I've had so many wild yeah, You don't nightmares. have that really anymore. No. Normally you sleep through them. No. I think you've worked out a lot of shit. I think you I were have. struggling mentally with a lot of, I think that because so much of it was demons, it was always, Josh was always scared of demons and like dark things and like devils, stuff like that. And I think because you grew up in church, that stuff really obviously freaked you out. Yeah. It scared you as a kid, right? You were scared 100%. of it in bed oh, yeah. every night. So of course you have to still work that out of your system. It's like, I'm still terrified of spiders. I'm always you have to conquer your fears. <laughs> yes. That's like the bottom line. Yes, you do conquer your fears. Even if they're not, not spiders you know. though, not doing that. Nope. No, you're not going to get over that one. Uh, fuck. No, I do not partake in spiders. <laughs> God, <laughs> get the fuck. No spiders. All right, what do we so, have next? So the last thing we're going to talk about today is something called the Baltic Sea Anomaly. Ooh. This is really weird and honestly crazy that we don't know what it is. So basically, the Baltic Sea Anomaly is a bizarre deep sea find that was discovered in 2011 when a deep sea exploration team called Ocean X came across an unusual formation 300 feet below the surface off the coast of Sweden. When they dove down to look at it, divers and surface crew reported malfunctions in their electrical equipment whenever they came within 200 meters of the object, which has an extremely odd shape, don't you say? Like a lot of people have compared the the appearance of this object that's clearly at the bottom of the ocean to like the Millennium Falcon from Star Wars, which is like a spaceship. Interesting. It look it does look very similar to it. It's got like the kind of rounded shape. Like mm. where they're, yeah, it looks like a spaceship. How big do they think this is? It's big. It's 20 to 25 meters tall and it has a canyon in the middle. So it's huge. It's big. A it's, canyon? Yeah. It's got like a split down the middle. You can see the canyon there. So oh. this is big. This is like a big old thing. This isn't like a little, 
little it's 20 to 25 meters just tall it's huge it definitely doesn't look like something natural like the the line like it, it looks to me like some type of like underwater base yes i was gonna say that it definitely looks like some type of abandoned which would make or, sense i think those things are real like I know. what was the one that we talked about so long ago it was that off the was, coast of california yeah. but i forget what it's called exactly but there's a oh, there's an anomaly at the bottom off that coast that looks like a like a little base at the bottom like it doesn't it doesn't look natural what is the name of that that's gonna drive me nuts well there, i don't think there's a name of the base I think there was did they yeah. na- name it something yep i remember we covered it okay <laughs> but anyways i'll find out hang on a lot of people like we haven't been able to get down there to actually see exactly what it is but people have made guesses dulce as to base. how old it is it's the dulce base right no 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 the oh dulce, no! The underwater dulce base, base is is a land is. Oh, actually, okay, you're right. I think it's just underwater base. Yeah. So obviously, there's not a name for it because yeah. Yeah. we don't know if it's a base or not. Right. The dulce but base is like a confirmed it. base. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that I mean, that one looks like another one. That looks even more like a base than the other one did. Doesn't it? I mean, it, it's, it's more detailed. I mean, look at those lines. Like you can tell, and then the big circle right here. This is definitely something man-made. One hundred percent. There looks like there's a staircase over here. Do you see that? Oh, yeah. Bottom right? Yeah. It looks like there's a little stairs. Doesn't it literally look... Or it, it looks like it's going to have a door or something somewhere. How could you go up a staircase underwater, though? How does that even work? There's no gravity. I don't know. Maybe at what? one point when it was working, it could create like a field Or maybe it. this at one point was a above water. Something. Yeah. And right. it was used as a regular building, and now it's just underwater. True. It could be that, too. Because it honestly looks kind of metal to me. Like it's not even stone or something. It could know, even so be made out of metal. so hard to tell by this picture. Yeah. That's really strange. What do you guys think? Does could it could be look artificial. Like? It definitely looks man-made to me, for sure. But some theories as to like what it could be are obviously like a spaceship or underground base. Oh, yeah. Something sunk, maybe. Some people even say it could be like an old like German, like World War II structure mm. of some sort. Like maybe they could built be. something down there. Could be. God, that really does look like stairs down there that definitely has to be stairs you can tell there's there's like a shadow so you can tell they're ascending up and they're not able to finance another trip down there to determine whether it's natural or artificial nobody's like funded a trip to do it. it's like it's so ridiculous isn't it i always hear them like come on like yeah how no not? one's interesting there's got to be some fucking billionaire who needs to waste money on something that wants it's probably to. because mainstream has said that it's just some natural thing and nobody it wants is not to. look at the Oh my gosh. Are they dumb? Do they think we're dumb? This has so many straight. Comp- this has a completely parallel line that goes on for a long ass time. Yeah, that's to- a canyon. Yeah. It's a does- canyon in there. Yeah, but it's still like completely straight and no, parallel. Yeah, it looks no- artificial. Look at that parallel line. Straight, 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 straight here, straight yeah. here, straight here. These do not look. Even right here, there are so many straight lines, right yeah. angles. Yeah, clearly some type of structure, and then this this is a staircase. Do you think nature could create something like that? No, though? I don't think so. I've never seen anything remotely looking like that in nature. Yeah. What yeah. about this little circle thing? And th- this definitely looks like something. It looks like an underwater base to me, and it looks like it's partially covered on the side by like sand and erosion, like or it's or it is some like ancient structure, ancient of some sort. sunken building. Yeah, that's true. But it's definitely what if not it's Atlantis? just nature. Could be something like that. What if it's part of Atlantis or something? Why is no one going down there? The I fuck? Don't know. 
I don't know. Let's do it. Let's All right, let's it. finance it, guys. guys let's start <laughs> we're like, guys, let's start, go fund me. <laughs> go We're going help Dive. Josh and Kendall go to the bottom of the Baltic Sea. To see if it's a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be really embarrassing if we like raised oh all this God. money and it wasn't. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's just a rock, guys. Calm down. Oh, well, that's really interesting. Yeah. Hmm. What yeah. do you guys think? Yeah, let us know what you guys think about these things because I don't know. They definitely got us tripped up. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, God. I love just like talking about these these ideas and things like that and just kind of diving the into them. And just, yeah, go. just, you know, just. A lot of you guys like these more laid back episodes. They're, I think they're fun. It's fun to do structured ones too, but this is also enjoyable. And I like switching it up throughout the episode of what we're talking about to get a little taste of it all, you know? Yeah, exactly. Let us know what you guys thought of this. And should we do part five soon? Yeah, let's do it like next week. (laughs) (laughs) No, just kidding. No, next week's going to be good. Oh, I can't wait for next week. You remember what next week is, right? Yes. Yeah. I think so. I I think you guys will really like it. So yes, I do. Get ready. But yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap up for today. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Mile Higher Podcast. Hopefully we took your mind a mile higher today. Yes. But if you enjoyed the episode, be sure to leave us a comment, like, subscribe, so you never miss a new episode from us. Also, if you're interested in RTX Austin, hop on it and get a ticket before they sell out. Because yeah, it should be a and good time. a hug. And don't you worry if you're not able to make it. We might be visiting you soon. So we'll... Yeah, more coming on that. More coming on that. (laughs) Anyways, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks again for listening. It's been real. Stay woke. See you guys next time.